To day one of WrestleMania weekend here on the IndieCorner.com. Uh, it's myself, Benno, and with me is JP. And we haven't really worked out what we're going to call this thing, have we, JP? We just decided on a whim this week we were going to do some podcasts of the uh, WrestleMania streaming events over the weekend. Uh, there's a whole lot going on. Me and you, JP, are both drowning in fight books from the uh, strange system fight have got, where if you sign up within the first 24 hours, you get all your pay-per-views back. Uh, it's a great little system. I don't see how they're making any money. Uh, everyone I speak to has got lots and lots of fight credit from referral codes to one another. It's like a weird Ponzi yep. scheme, isn't it? It's like, uh, it's, it's, it's like one of those weird, uh, what you call it, pyramid scheme. It is. Um, I'm glad I'm in on it. I'll say that much. I'm, I'm, it's been quite handy for me. Oh. And um, as we're going to talk about those, I've been actually really impressed in term, on the whole with the uh, the streaming service. Yeah, it's been great. So, so, considering they're not getting any money this weekend. Like yeah. I, I did that um, spreadsheet, didn't I? That's on my Twitter yeah. with all the, the list of all the IP views coming up. And I tried to explain the cheapest way to buy things. And it, hopefully it's been helpful for people. But Matthew from Botchamania retweeted it yesterday. And I already yep. had a shit ton of credit. It sounds like everyone's got a shit ton of credit. <laughs> I was in, uh, I was getting towards the couple of hundred range and thinking, shit, I'm getting, this is getting a bit silly here. And I started tweeting out your code and other people's <laughs> codes just to spread the wealth a little bit. And then day one, just before, um, the first show kicked off, before Bloodsport kicked off, I looked at my, my credit and I had $600 worth of <laughs> credit. <laughs> like, there isn't, I don't know if fights are still going to be in business long enough for there to be enough WrestleMania weekends for me to pay it all. So I think I've got to hope for fight books to become legal tender at some point. Yeah, you're going to have to. Um, I, I like the idea of you perhaps offering loads of them to Matt Riddle for that, uh, really cool <laughs> yellow jumpsuit he was wearing. <laughs> I think I've got any, I've got no real money in my bank account. This wrestling <laughs> podcast unlocked doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't pay the bills, but I've got lots of fight books and I've got lots of bonds left over from our WXW trip the other week. So I suppose I'm rich in one sense. 
<laughs> rich in wrestling money that's it so yeah if anybody comes across my little spreadsheet I've, I've left it up but I've tried to screw out any tweets where I'm pimping my own code please use other people's codes it's getting a bit it's, it's wasted on me at this point I spent uh, 15 of my points on uh, Beyond today just to use some um, and then the show wasn't even available on VOD, but I can't get too mad. Um, yeah. But yeah, speaking of the shows, yeah, we, mm. night one was kind of, uh, our plan was to cover Beyond, but like I say, their VOD isn't out. It was on at six in the morning, British time. I can't say I was massively into the card anyway, JP. Mm. Uh, it was probably the, the, yeah, the least, uh, notable, um, of the shows that was streaming. But we do have Matt Riddle's Bloodsport. We do have Evolve and WrestleCon dropped today as well, didn't it, uh, JP? Quick the quick on the draw with the VOD, WrestleCon, their Super Show. Absolutely. It was a live edit that was out. And there was bar kind of only a couple of botches. It was pretty much spot on. Yeah. And we were getting ready to record earlier. And then this drops and it's like, well, we should really watch this as well. <laughs> and I'm really glad I did. Good stuff. Well, yeah, we've been, I don't know about you, JP, how have you been uh, keeping yourself going? I was up very late last night just watching the first two shows. I've got a big stack of midnight snacks. I've not been too well mm. over the last few days, but I had a couple of beers, plenty of coffee. Uh, what's been keeping you going? Uh, coffee um, and lots and lots of bagels. <laughs> I, I appear to have too many of them. Um, I didn't watch Evolve Live. I watched it on the On Demand this this morning. Mm. Um and then WrestleCon this afternoon. So I made after the after Bloodsport, I just kind of passed out. So <laughs> I'm, I'm building myself for the next two nights, which are just well, next three nights, which is just going to be absolutely insane. It's one of those things, isn't it? I kind of there's going to be shows that we're going to have to watch the day after. Um, like I said, yep. the Beyond one was definitely going to be one. Uh, but there's just something you kind of lose something, don't you? Not being able to watch along with uh, the rest of wrestling Twitter. That was probably yeah. the most fun part of watching uh, Bloodsport along. It's I think Twitter should have a feature, shouldn't they, where you can like turn it back in time. So when you're watching yes. a pay-per-view the day after, you can set it to be in sync with the pay-per-view you're watching. I don't know if such technology would exist, but that'd be something cool, wouldn't it? Um... Oh, would be. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, and it's part of the fun of, of, you know, the way that you've got afternoon shows means that we're getting them at kind of quite nice times of the day. It's like, oh, I'm well up for watching a wrestling show at nine in the evening or <laughs> half nine. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. That's it, yeah. So, yeah, we as we've talked about, we've got uh, three main shows to talk about today, and we'll talk about some other stuff to do with the uh, the big weekend. We haven't quite named this podcast yet, but maybe we'll come up with something as we uh, we go through the show today, JP. But, yeah, firstly, uh, Matt Riddle's Bloodsport, after much delay, uh, we all sat around on Twitter as WWN ran their China promo video over and <laughs> over. <laughs> that thing's been around for a couple of years. Um, Where is Lacey? Oh, Where exactly. Is- Lacey's been missing as long it's been shown she was i don't think he was in ring of honor as long as uh, this thing's been shown uh on <laughs> WWE. and every time i buy a pay-per-view it's, seen, it's like a wrestlemania tradition at this point isn't it to see uh lacy telling you all about that time wwm went to china yeah it was um it was fascinating to watch uh, a few times sort of appeared to be no response from the chinese crowd at all <laughs> to anything that was going on they were and they were being treated to kind of i don't know I'd like to think that China is just mad about indie wrestling in particular and just mm. wholesale rejects anything like WWE. It's like, no, I don't <laughs> want that. We just want indie stuff. Because yeah. they've got what, Johnny Gargano Ricochet. 
There you go. And yeah, we, had the, so we had the Brits over there this year and a couple of years yeah. ago as well. So I believe that, yeah, it's a, it's a case of education at the moment of making a lot of the population know what pro wrestling is. But yep. yeah, a nice one of WWM for getting out there. I don't ever want to see that video again. Um, <laughs> what I do want to see, though, is, is more stuff from Game Changer. There was uh, in the intermission, there were a lot of uh, promo videos for yeah. Joey Jello's Spring Break, which we'll probably talk about in detail later. Um, but Game Changer... Uh, Doing a, they're kind of the star of WrestleMania weekend this year. I thought last year with Janela's spring break, it kind of got lost who was actually promoting that show, and you didn't see those GCW initials around. But having this Bloodsport show as well as Janela, um, I think they're, they're making a good impression on people, aren't they? They're doing something different. It's not just a bunch of matches, as good as those matches are. Um, they're, they're just giving you a different presentation, aren't they? Um, and it is. Behind. It on. reminds it, I was going to say, it reminds me of like a festival where you have a curator. So <laughs> yeah. you've got an overall brand and then you've got a curator who's kind of just dis- deciding the theme of it. And that can spread out in a whole different series of directions. Mm. I mean, particularly with, with blood sport and what Joey Janela's is going to be like. And you've got, and so you're able to kind of attract everyone to your product. It's an inter- it's a really novel idea, quite simple, but they, they, they've pulled it off. And, you know, there are, some issues in terms of the blood sport that I'd like to see mine out for next time. But um, on the whole, yeah, they seem to have really taken over this weekend. Yeah, they really have, yeah. Um, like I say, the, the concept is uh, essentially it's the same as what we got with Tetsujin um, and what mm-hmm. we got at WCXW with Ambition, just with the the added joy of there being uh, no ring ropes there as well. Um, the presentation of it, just that you mentioned that the stream looked great. There were a couple of teething problems, at least on fight. Uh, I believe WN had maybe more issues than fight did, but nothing too bad on, on fight other than having to refresh uh, a couple of times, which is a little bit annoying. But the whole thing just... Look good as well, didn't it? As well as having this yep. this new concept, uh, something that it fits into the WXW weekend perfectly as a nice little daytime show. This is the perfect way to kick off WrestleMania weekend as well with the with the no ropes and the and just the the different setup here with a mm. with a cool uh, wrestling style that maybe not everyone would be would be ready for here. Normally you would think that, but the fact I think it was the first show mm. meant that they had that kind of bit of buzz and that bit more interest so people are a bit more perhaps open-minded certainly in the audience to what they were going to watch um they weren't burnt out by stuff so it kind of made for a really good atmosphere and like you say the way that it had the um uh it made the outside look like they were falling into an abyss because there were no there were no ropes no I kept seeing people think, uh, somebody said on Twitter, I think it might have been Strigger saying the most dangerous move tonight would have been an Irish whip. Mm. Um, no one quite went for that. There were a couple of weird moments where it wasn't clear whether if you got to the edge of the ring apron, whether that counted yeah. as a rope break or not. It seemed like the referees weren't entirely clear um, or, or in sync with what the wrestlers were trying to do. But yeah, it made for an interesting presentation. I mean, we're not going to go through absolutely everything on the card. Um but overall, it was a it was a fun fun show, wasn't it? Being yes, two hours. Okay, there was the delay, but they they kept it into a solid two hours. I think the first half went forty five minutes, um, mm-hmm. which is fine by me. Uh, I don't know whether they they had a shorter first half for intermission, or I think most of it was just the fact that these matches go quite quickly. I mean, what uh, mm. stood out for you from the first half, JP? So from the first half, I I really enjoyed Tracy Williams at Eddie Kingston, mm. um, which was just bizarre. Um, waiting for sort of Eddie Kingston to kind of lay into him. Whereas Tracy Williams was working a lot, a lot of submissions. Um, 
I thought it gelled quite nicely. Um, I was really surprised when it was like the spinning back fist to just kind of belt him out of it. Um, as the finish. And it, as the finish, yeah. And it really, really took me by surprise. And then, um, yeah, Eddie King yeah. is like, he's like one of those dudes at, at UFC 1, isn't he? Uh, when you kind of just get the big dude who comes in. I think they, I can't remember exactly how they worded it, but they have everyone here with a fighting style and he came out in his bright yellow singlet and his fighting style was like street style. He was essentially just coming out to, to punch people in the face. Um, yeah. which worked, didn't he? He's got a, he's got a, he's got a style that kind of works here again. If you, if you imagine it like a UFC 1 where you get the, the less polished, uh, street ballers coming in, you could imagine someone at Eddie Kingston coming in and, in his head drop suplexes mm. and like you said getting the big win with a spinning back fist uh i wasn't quite sure i thought tracy williams would have been is a good fit for this tournament i wasn't quite sure yeah. in him doing knee drops um if it's yeah. supposed to be shoot style i don't know can you <laughs> can you do a knee, knee a knee drop in a in a shoot jp i'm not so sure uh, you can try um <laughs> yeah but it was it was it, i felt like um that the way that this was set up, and uh, you obviously uh, didn't get a chance to see Ambition. Um, oh, I did the see it on the VOD. You saw it on the VOD. Mm-hmm. Um, the the great thing with Ambition in terms of having their five the five minute matches, I don't even think this one went anything sort of was around five six minutes or so. So it just kind of felt very intense, and then it was it was over until I was going to say that the best match of the first half, and I'm ignoring Masada, who was just terrible. Um, <laughs> Poor Masada. Really, oh. I, th- I mean, he's like renowned a little bit as a deathmatch guy. I was hoping he was going to be the one guy who tries to do the power bomb off the apron. Um, yes, he didn't do it, but hey, he was up there against Martin Stone, who's uh, who is. We were talking about fighting styles then. Apparently, his fighting style was just being a West Ham fan. I'm fan uh, from the commentary, <laughs> yeah. which I loved. It's a great gimmick, really. Have uh, it on there. He's never brought it up in the cockpit before. Uh, <laughs> Might be get interesting. Him some heat. Um, yeah, exactly. It would do. Um, but they, uh, the best match was, um, the, well, of the first half, certainly the Tom Lawler Walter match, mm. which was absolutely incredible, um, for what it was. Cause obviously Tom Lawler has that credibility as a former UFC fighter. Um, well, suspended UFC fighter. I think he's still under contract to them. And then you had Volta as well, and you had obviously a chop fest, the first Volta chop fest of the weekend. <laughs> um, and it was absolutely fantastic. Um, and the fact that, you know, it, it was a case of Tom Lawler passing out. It's like, yeah, want to see this all day. Um, I think Tom Lawler's hilarious. So as well with the, particularly with the kind of mock UFC gimmick and the guys holding up. Wasn't there some, uh, yeah, he gave up. It's like they were promoting uh, a condom brand, weren't they? Mm. (laughs) Called called (laughs) FUC. Wasn't there a, um, a possibility that uh, Tom Lawler wasn't going to be able to make this weekend with his strains? Is it Yassar the ban he's got for, for Osterine? That's Um, right. One of the one of the many weird commission issues we had coming into this weekend. It was I was kind of just glad to uh, to get him see, get to see him here. But I did think this match. I mean, a lot of people up here call about talk it the it up as being the, the best match of the first half. And I wouldn't argue too much. But it was probably the most pro wrestling style of of the matches of the yes. first half. It was. I was surprised a little bit because Lawler was on his back a lot. Um, not really. I don't know, not really defending himself as much as you'd imagine someone wrestling in the MMA style would do, whereas Walter, I suppose the reason the match was laid out like that and more like a professional wrestling match was that, he, again, we're talking about styles, he was representing pro wrestling 
Um, uh, Which the was Gamma... a theme of the of the cards, in yeah. essence, wasn't it? Definitely, yeah, yeah. I did enjoy the commentary saying that uh, when they said that Walter was representing pro wrestling, they said, well, what was CM Punk doing um, in UFC? Is that what he was <laughs> representing as well? Uh, maybe maybe not so well. Um, but yeah, I liked it. It was, it was a good match, and Walter's one of those guys, isn't he? He's like, he's a big guy. Tim Thatcher's similar as well in that you don't have to change much about him, do you, to, to, do, a, to do a match like this. He can just turn up in boots and trunks and, and be Walter. Yeah, it's the credibility that he has, and it's the sheer fact, uh, the sheer force of presence that he has in the ring. It, you just suspend disbelief instantly. Mm. He comes out, he comes out in the trunks. I mean, I want to see him fighting Stipe Miocic, if that's at all possible. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, overall, like I say, it was probably the most pro wrestling, but it was at least it was different from the other three matches that we'd had up to that point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I. I'd love to see this again. Yeah, it was kind of a match where uh, this is where the, the stream messed up a little bit, but it, yeah. it it was only it was somewhere in the middle, and we did get to see the extended finish where Walter pretty much just killed off for poor Tom Lawler with his with his uh, his, his clutch combo forcing the win. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that it was it was a, it was a good match, but yeah, I'd like to see it again, and maybe I'd like to see the the couple of minutes that that maybe we missed in the middle there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get on to the second half, uh, we touched before on the Stranger Masada match. Uh, that was kind mm-hmm. of the start, wasn't it, of the night of weird referee issues um, throughout it? Uh, yes, with poor ref decisions, kind of. Blight in the show, um, and I, I couldn't tell whether it was like a like it was on purpose, whether it was a shoot, whether yeah. it was trying a to replicate, yeah, postmodern kind of working the work and, and shooting the shoots <laughs> and trying to make us all believe that, that yeah, it was strange, wasn't it? Because there was, I mean, the Masada match, it was like a weird um, knockout that kind of led to the like a bad call from the referee, and we got that a few times through the night. What did you make of it all? Do you think it was a big plan, or do you think the refs just didn't know what was going on? I don't think the refs knew what was going on. Mm. I'd love to think it was some like very bizarre Mario Yamasaki um, tribute, but <laughs> I, I think for the most part they just he just didn't know. He was the one ref in particular because mm. obviously, um, and yeah, it was it wasn't good anyway up to that point. You could kind of see Martin Stone really struggling to kind of work with someone who in essence, is, is a, just a deathmatch wrestler. Mm. And I'm sure someone will say it's wrong, but God, he, he just seemed awful to me. <laughs> so it wasn't good up to that point. And then at that point, uh, you know, Masada starts, you know, hitting some elbows and he's a referee just calls it off. And it's like, he's not knocked out at all. It's just like, well, what happened mm. there? Yeah. So yeah, it was, yeah, it was odd. Well, the reason I bring it up is because the the second half kind of started with a with another yeah. one of those. We had Dan the B Seven and, and Chris Dickinson. Um, it was, I mean, I love seeing Dan Seven. Um, he, he's looked pretty much the same since 1997, coming out in his sweaty <laughs> yeah. gray t shirt. Uh, you gotta love Dan the B Seven. Um, part of me was thinking as well, this match went quite long, uh, and he looked yep. knackered by the end of it. I don't know whether it was the fact that we had the 45-minute first half that they, they sent poor Dan Seven out there and went go Broadway. <laughs> um, <laughs> what did you make of this one, and what did you uh, make of the finish of it? Um, it was a bullshit finish, because he was knocked out. Mm. Um, the, 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 uh, effectively, Dickinson um, knocked, knocked him out, mm. um, and the referee made him go for a stand-up, 
just for no reason, just so they could allow Severin to get here. Uh, hammer him, wasn't he? With it, was it elbows? Yeah, elbows, yeah. And then at that point, the referee um, allows them to stand back up, and then Severin gets the win. Mm. And it came across as very bullshit. Now the crowd wasn't going to shit on Dan Severn, but it was like, oh god, this again. Um, sports, isn't it? Bad referees are uh, yeah. the story of the Premier League and kind of the story of UFC and sometimes boxing. This was the one where the reason I asked is this was the one where I watched it thinking maybe they did it on purpose to give no. to protect Dickinson. Do you not think? I I, I couldn't think that was the case. I mean, I think there's too many very. I mean. With this kind of style, there's a lot of variables, isn't there? Mm. And so if I kind of think it was, you know, you've got someone that's seven who's, I mean, how old is he? Pushing 60? Uh, I would say he's no older than 35 years old. I've got <laughs> yeah, been true. 35 since 1996. <laughs> Very true. Um, but I, and I think he just, just took one and he mm. didn't know what to do. And there was a little bit of, and there was a little bit of panic. And so they did it in order to try and get it back on track. It does predict Dickinson. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'd love to grant them with the credit of, of this. And maybe it is. And I'm just being a complete fool, but yeah, I, I, ha- I just thought it was a, the same freak occurrence that happened again. That could happen with this type of style. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I guess we'll never know. They did a bit of yeah. a, a brawl after the match. Uh, that's another part that made me think it was. I don't know. Maybe they were trying to save face. Yeah. Uh, as Matt Riddle came out in his bright yellow jacket to uh, to separate them. Um, but yeah, uh, still enjoyable. Though. I always like seeing. Yeah. Uh, I think this is the best use of Dan Seven, isn't it? I don't want to see him in a proper pro wrestler match at this point, and I'm no. not sure I want to see him in a UFC fight either. But this is uh, probably the, the ideal use of uh, of Dan the B Seven in uh, in 2018. Um, other highlights of the second half then I guess we can't go much further without talking about Nick Gage and uh, Tim oh. Thatcher uh, a lot of people were looking forward to this one I was uh, I think I would have been happy if it was absolutely awful and I would have been happy if it was absolutely awesome it was one of those matches wasn't it it was uh, yep. shades of uh, Joe and Necro if maybe without uh, some of the sick bumps that uh, that Necro took with uh, Samoa Joe in IWA Mid-South in the mid-2000s <laughs> yeah and the crowd were firmly behind Gage as mm. well over Thatcher which was really disappointing. Having seen Thatcher in WXW, where he's really appreciated, he's a hero, isn't he? Yeah. He is an absolute hero. But here, it's like it was. It was all about Gage, and I have to admit, I can't stand Nick Gage. Uh, <laughs> he does absolutely nothing for me. Um, seeing him win made it even worse. I was like, oh, for God's sake! But this was the one where it just we ended up getting the brawl outside. Yeah. Um, and we ended up getting the kind of really crazy stuff, but. Gage can't wrestle for shit. And <laughs> I mean, that's it, not the point, though, is it? That's no, like, true. It's it an aura, isn't it? It's like I mentioned Necrovulture. I hear from people in the crowd that he was massive. You couldn't really tell from the way it was mic'd, but apparently he was massively over. I don't know, but you're limited, aren't you, in what he can really do in this scenario. He did a bit of biting. He tried to do some suplex to the floor, and it almost yeah. felt like they just gave up and just started brawling on the outside, at which point he just did a, a shoot... Uh, suplex um not the kind that you'd see in any any fight like a proper pro wrestling uh suplex he he just couldn't help himself really um, <laughs> but yeah it was it was fine it 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 maybe didn't live up to my lofty expectations whether that be you know being really bad or, or really good but it was all right wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah. i mean and, and and i think that's always the appeal of a weekend like this is you've got so many different types of wrestlers and you have to do stuff that's that's different mm. imagine the card if it was just between all grapplers exactly uh, yeah. i mean it, nick gage has got that 
he's kind of got that that legitimate aura being someone who's died and apparently the commentary said that he went to he was in jail for seven years yeah realize it was quite that long i, I watched um, a I watched a shoot documentary on it a shoot interview and documentary about yeah. it before him coming out of prison he doesn't come across as a really nice bloke seems very <laughs> very angry it's, it's he would have fit in with the well with the cast of oz frankly uh, <laughs> yeah but what do you make of thatcher then and, and the response he got i mean you touched on it there he he's very over in europe uh, a lot yeah. of irish twitter were very riled up here when he lost to, uh, to nick gage you, yeah i suppose i mean he wasn't the best champ in evolve um i wasn't yes. being honest i wasn't a fan of him during that run i'd only really nope. see him during these big weekends or the odd evolve show that i'd catch on fight um but yeah he's just uh he's just a hated man isn't he uh over in the united states yeah he is they don't appreciate him tim come over here mate <laughs> seriously i mean because it, it was we're going to talk about it, the evolve show as well and they had a really good match but the crowd felt kind of dead mm. and it was yeah it, i don't understand it they just don't appreciate it and I don't think this match was a way of showcasing Timothy Thatcher to the best of his abilities. So, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, he was a, yeah, it was a hard, hard, uh, hard bargain he had to fight there. He, he, he might, like you said, we'll take him back. And apparently after the summer, he's going to be back in Europe as well. So, yeah, well, uh, the best Tim Thatcher is WXW Tim Thatcher, I would definitely say. Uh, the main event of the night then, uh, just to wrap up on Bloodsport, this was the kind of the big story of day one. Uh, Loki, who's one of my favourite wrestlers, he's, his gimmick is that he's professional, but outside the ring he can come across as anything but the commentators were outright <laughs> burying him here, weren't they? Yeah. Saying that he'd had, he did an Instagram post saying he, it was a very straightforward Loki's talking in robot mode, uh, saying that I have a neck injury, I cannot compete. Um, but he somehow made his way out to New Orleans still. Um, I see people <laughs> saying, oh, did he want a free flight? I don't know. Um, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but he hasn't got the, the best track record for it, has he? Um, that's dropping it. out. Him and Matt Riddle was a, a match I was really looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. I have to say I was, and it was primarily because of the Stars Clash, but um, that they had a hell of a replacement. Good God, yeah. Uh, yeah. Minoru Suzuki. Imagine that, just being able to get... I reckon there's going to be an Andy Q podcast coming out soon where he explains the, the wild story <laughs> where he, uh, he offered Minoru Suzuki to, uh, to Matt Riddle and they got him in as the replacement. Uh, he did seem happy to be there, though, didn't he? He was... He fits the style perfectly. He seems to like respect yep. Matt Riddle a lot. There was a bit of an embrace at the end of the match, which was nice to see. You don't often see uh, Minoru Suzuki smile and hug people, but we uh, we got a bit of this here. Uh, what did you make of it as a match then, as, as, as our big replacement match? This was kind of... All of the matches we've talked about so far, I enjoyed, um, even the bad stuff. It was a really just enjoyable watching experience, especially watching along with Twitter. But as far as star rating and matches i would say in a nice in isolation go away and watch this match this is yes. probably the one match from the card isn't it where you could most strongly make that argument yeah absolutely um it's fantastic i mean it's partly the presence of both of them the credibility that both of them have mm. um the fact that minoru suzuki is in such ridiculously good shape for yeah. a man i think is he 52 right is I he 50 so, yeah. yeah i mean it was it's absolutely wild and he can go as hard as anyone so there were points in this where there were just some brutal shots being laid and it was absolutely fine he just just takes it and you can tell for both of these guys um particularly riddle you could see him looking at a suzuki of thinking this is the way i need to kind of almost 
mm. this is the awe I need to keep about me, but obviously with the flavor of his own personality in there. Um, so it really worked. So it felt special. The crowd, I noticed one of the things is they were all standing like, mm. um, like if had that real big fight buzz. Um, and like you say, um, with, uh, um, Suzuki winning with the, winning with the rear naked choke. Um, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> More I, I mean, of it. Definitely. This is a combination where I didn't think that their previous match kind of lived up to my expectations, but this in this style with the rules being what they were, um, I don't know whether you, your expectations are tempered or not. Um, oh, before I go any further as well, JP, I looked him up on Wikipedia. He's 49. Minoru Suzuki. So oh, jealous. He'll come looking for you if you, uh, you get that too far wrong. Um, <laughs> but yeah, as we said, I think this was, as far as matches go, this was probably the match of the evening. Um, yep. It was the match as well, though, where we did have the weird ref stuff. Um, this yeah. was the match where they were kind of rolling in a submission. I think one of them was going for a choke. And yep. we ended up with them on the where the apron would essentially be, where the ropes would be. And the referee was literally stood on the outside of the ring trying to push them back into the ring. Then he was trying to count. Then the wrestlers <laughs> just completely ignored him. So then he started checking for submissions, and it was like, <laughs> yeah. And then once it all kind of broke down, and the two of them were separated, Manoa Suzuki started chasing the referee around the ring, and I thought that felt like a shoot. I felt like that ref. Yeah. If that referee doesn't die at uh, Joey Jellis Spring Break Two, uh, is it tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, if that doesn't happen, then it'll be a real loss because I feel like he deserves it after his uh, performance in this match. It just felt like. The wrestlers and the ref were, were were working off two different sets of rules. Absolutely, and it's again same ref. Mm. Um, yeah, I just love the fact that they they ignored him. <laughs> it's just it's, like, no. what's he gonna do? Really, he's, yeah. he's gonna call a shoot DQ. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to take on. You know, I'd, I'd, honestly, kudos to the person who wants to take on Matt Riddle and Minoru Suzuki together. <laughs> just like, so yeah, fuck it, I'll have both of them. Uh, so yeah the fact they ignored him was was great um what did you make of um sorry what did you make of matt riddle coming out in in his kill bill attire coming out to the the kill bill music Um, oh you're telling me it's not the anti-fun please oh don't you start (laughs) i was going mad on twitter every one of them i follow too many brit res people i was going oh it sounded like the anti-fun no it sounds like homicide that's where that comes from that's the uh maybe i'm just showing my age there uh but yeah i think homicide when i hear that and uh, suzuki as well came out to a a weird version of kazi nina that we're gonna that we've got at the start of this show and yeah you might have noticed that i let that run two minutes because i was not allowed i was not allowing us to break in until we uh we got the famous shout uh, it sounded like a, they did downloaded the wrong version of Kazar or something, didn't it? It was like that that <laughs> yeah. weird version that you'd have on your computer in the early 2000s because it was the only version you could get a hold of. Yep, yeah, it, it did. It just it did feel like the weirdest kind of remix. Slight, <laughs> slight I want to say slight techno remix. Yeah, it's wrong. It's just <laughs> wrong on every level. That's not what you do. No. If anything else, go to YouTube and just down get the version where he gets sung out by the the singer at Wrestle Kingdom. There you go. Get that. Really if you get Little a live version. What do you make as a show as a whole? And I mean, I can't, I can't give it a more enthusiastic thumbs up. I thought mm-hmm. it was the perfect start for the weekend. So much fun. A great yeah. length. 
Um, there's yes. not, I mean, this is going to be a long weekend, so I mean, you're going to be podcasting on most of the shows. Mm-hmm. I can't be doing with four and five hour shows or seven or eight hour shows as uh, WrestleMania is allegedly going to be. It was the perfect mm-hmm. length. Uh, there was lots of variety here, even if it wasn't all good. Just a, a fun time absolutely um like say the length around uh, just over two hours um absolutely spot on the style as well i think really works for a television audience um i can understand live i mean with the experience we had at tetsujin where if there's a lot of things going especially when it goes down to the mat it can be quite difficult to see unless you're in the front row or right by ringside but i think it really works on the tv and i think of um something that chris ridgeway said about this kind of style coming back into fashion which, which feels like almost like a next imagine world of sport next generation mm. if you can think of that like the real evolution of a particular style i think um i think this could work on a lot of shows because they've they're very short matches. They don't overstay their welcome. I'd like to see them become a fixture. I think it's places like the cockpit. A match like that would go down an absolute tree. Hmm. It depends, though. I mean, uh, you yes. mentioned Tetsujin there. It depends on who you pick for the, the shows. Uh, yeah. The one thing I did appreciate about this is we didn't have Chris Brooks uh, being promoted as a <laughs> as a shoot. He made the final twice for Tetsujin. It just undermines the style, doesn't it? <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I definitely uh, echo your thoughts uh, there, and I think yeah, there's uh, there's mileage in this, even if it's just a, yeah. a thing that they do every year for WrestleMania. WXW continue doing, and and Tetsujin do continue doing uh, odd shows. Um, it definitely offers something different, and yeah, it's a really uh, enjoyable card. I mean, Joe said it before about it would have been having a Tetsujin show before, uh, say, a Super Strong Style That's would be a really yeah. a, a nice palate cleanser. Definitely. Up next, then, we had uh, Evolve uh, 102 from the Sugar Mill also. Uh, Lenny Leonard and Ron Niemi, I think that was his name on commentary. Um, That's right. Never heard of him. You watched this one on uh, the replay, JP. I watched it live. I believe they were quite quick in getting the uh, the replay up for this one. Uh, what did you make of it as a, as a show as a whole? I can't say I'm a particular Evolve fan. There's just mm. always something a bit dead feeling about the promotion. They, they deliver in yep. ring. But the crowds are never the hottest, which is probably something we're going to talk about at length, uh, talking about this show. Maybe we were spoiled in Europe. Um, but yeah, I don't know what it is about Evolve. It's a, it's a Gabe product, and I've always been a big Gabe fan. Um, but it doesn't always translate for me, so I end up, I find myself really only watching Evolve shows on these big weekends, or, you know, if there happens to be a, a live show coming up that, that gets a bit mm. of buzz. But there isn't much Evolve stuff that gets uh, gets much buzz. Is, is that fair? Or, I mean, what's your take on it? I think that is fair. I've always found Evolve very dry. And it probably hasn't helped that they've had two mammoth title runs that have mm. more or less covered about three, you know, around three years between Timothy Thatcher's and Zach's title reigns. They've been really, so it feels like it's been like, oh God, it, it feels very missable. Mm. Um, and I've always found it very hard to kind of really get into it. But uh, frankly, because there were so many fight bucks, it's just like, well, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll clearly watch it then. Yeah. If you're going to give it to me for effectively nothing. Um, and I, I enjoyed it. Um, but I, I can see the point about feeling like, feeling like the crowd was kind of dead it, <laughs> it, it, at points. Um, and a lot of stories mm. that were going on as well, but there were some real noticeable, notable highlights from it. Well, should we start at the top then? We'll uh, we'll work our way back yeah. up. Uh, the, it was kind of a, a double main event, wasn't it, uh, for this show? Uh, the match that I was 
mainly uh, in it for and the match that, that got me to say, okay, yeah, I need to watch this. Although all weekend I've been watching these shows and going, oh yeah, I forgot about that match. Oh, I forgot about that. There's a lot to uh, to keep track mm. of, isn't there? But one thing I didn't forget about uh, was Daisuke Sekimoto and, and Sauer against uh, Ringkampf. Um, yes. In front of a better crowd. I, I hate to, to hammer and evolve too much. I think this might have been you know, a four and a half star plus match. It was still a great match. Uh, you can't fault the the work of the the wrestlers in the ring. Maybe that says something about the the flaws of the star system there. But I would, I really enjoyed it. I think I I, I was mainly looking forward to seeing uh, Walter and Daisuke get in the ring together mm. um, and beat the shit out of each other. And we got a lot of that. But we got a good match here as well, didn't we, JP? We did. Um, so Munanori Sawa has been retired. I think since twenty eleven. Is it 2011? He's been... Anyway, Alan Farrell would know. Um, and he was coming back specifically for this weekend. Mm. And he was amazing in he terms of like his... He missed the step, did he? They, they were saying not at all. Weren't they, since uh, with Battle Arts, he's not interested in wrestling. But he's... Uh, yeah, by, by this... If you hadn't known, if, if the commentators hadn't hit it home a lot and you weren't particularly familiar with it, yeah, you wouldn't have known, would you? No, not at all. Um, and he... And clearly, and one of the things the commentators were also really pushing was the fact that Timothy Thatcher was really looking forward to to working with Sauer as well, and you could tell that. Mm. Um, they were the that two co- parents, weren't they? Sauer yeah. and Thatcher and Walter and Daisuke. Yep, exactly, and it worked, except for the fact that at times the crowd really wasn't making much noise, and I don't know whether or not they were. It was a lot of the same crowd that had been at Bloodsport and were maybe a bit tired. But yeah, um, but I really loved it. Really look forward to it. I hope that's... Sauer said, I think, that this is the only weekend he's going to be working and then that's it. And I hope that's not the case because he's, he's cracking. Unbelievable, isn't it, if that's the case? Uh, yeah. Great that they got him out to, to do this match. Um, yeah. I mean, part of me was kind of thinking, oh, maybe I would have preferred the, the Walter Singles match uh, with Daisuke Sekimoto. But uh, I, as a tag, yeah, I think this was actually the, the way to go. Um, the kind of, I mean, it was just... It's hard to break down, isn't it? Because it was just four men beating the shit out of each other. There was a point yeah. in the match where the dice game is isolated, isolated by the Walter and Thatcher team. Um, and then in 10, um, we got Thatcher isolated. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, there was a nice little spot with a, a double dragon screw to, to Walter. who was I've never seen him fly around uh, that yeah. much, um, selling for people as he obviously had a, a lot of respect for his two opponents here um but yeah as far as the structure of a match it was kind of that double heat structure wasn't it and i did kind of make note that uh paul tim thatcher when he did eventually make his comeback it felt like he had to keep it really short because the fans were going to boo him no matter what he did it was kind of two insecurities yeah. and then he was out uh, and let walter come in and, uh, and kill a few motherfuckers yeah yeah that was it um I really hope this isn't a story that develops over the weekend. Um, <laughs> but I suspect it probably will be. Some crowds just shitting on Timothy Thatcher. But um, on the whole, I mean, I'd love to see Daisuke Sakamoto live. Um, I feel annoyed that I didn't see him when he was up against Keith Lee for the yeah. XWA. Yeah. Uh, um, but he's just a real force of nature. Mm-hmm. And even though he's he's quite short, he's ap- an absolute monster. It makes me want to track down his matches with Walter from uh, the mid-2000s in WXW or the late 2000s. 2010 ish, 2011, was it? Yeah. Uh, have you had I, the pleasure? I have. I've seen... Um, there was a six-man they had on... I was watching... what they, They've got a retrospective on WXW now of oh, 10 nice. years of Walter. 
and there is i think it's five years in they they show this uh match from um when they'd done a tour with big japan hmm. and it was a lot of it was focused on him and sakimoto and him being interviewed um about it as well so yeah if anyone gets a chance to um check them out definitely um i mean that was definitely a highlight and yeah i, I do want to see them them work each other again I'd, anytime you uh, see somebody put walter in a in a torture rack um I, I'd, I'd pay my money to go out and see that again if someone could book that singles match in europe uh, i think we'll be there won't we jp yeah <laughs> uh, the other big match then uh, the other big talker point zach saber jr and matt riddle um mm. i suppose i'm giving grief to the crowd but this was the point where it was getting very late in the evening and i ended up i was finding it hard to keep myself awake i ended up actually re-watching this one uh, this mm. morning um i still don't think it was i've, I've seen people go and talk about it as a, a match that's going to be hard to beat this weekend i enjoyed it but I wouldn't say I loved it. I like the story of Zack Saber dominating with all his leg work and Matt mm. coming back. I, I mean, Zack Saber's having a 2018 unlike anybody else. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I didn't. I didn't fall in love with this match. I don't know if you uh, feel any different watching it fresh faced uh, on the underman today, JP. Do you know what? I preferred the match they had in PCW that we <laughs> yeah. saw. Yeah, it, it was strong. It felt a lot more intense. Mm. Um, this one, I thought, even though there was a very clear structure and it built, and like I say, it was built with a, a lot of dominance from um, from Zach, I found myself at points kind of slightly zoning out, which was an issue I used to have with some Zach matches. And it might be a case that I've simply seen Zach too much mm. over the last month. I've seen a lot of Zach Sabre Jr., and the vast majority of it has been fantastic. And this one, and this is not to say this is bad or anything else like that, but it wasn't like the killer match that I suspect people will be talking about for the entire weekend. I think part of that's kind of the structure as well, because it was a lot of selling from Riddle, wasn't it? Riddle. Yeah. I mean, Riddle, the way he sells, I, I talk about it every time I talk about Matt Riddle's matches, but he doesn't sell like your traditional pro wrestler okay his legs hurting but he's not walking around like his legs been shot off he's still got that ufc mentality hasn't he where you don't yeah. show your opponent your weakness and it's only in the odd moments you know when he's hitting something silly like a like a senton or he's you know having to use his leg to, to power out of something then you might see him sell it just a little bit um but i kind of mm. like that about him i like that you know there was a bridge in german at one point in the match where i was kind of thinking okay maybe this is my limit even he's had his leg tore apart all match but he you know after the bridge in germany he is grabbing his knee uh and making clear that it hurts his knee mm. it was his whole leg really his knee his ankle his toes uh zach saber was going after everything it was probably i mean i did think that the the zach saber the fact that he dominated the match so much mm. halfway through watching it live i was thinking I can't see. I mean, we saw it with Naito in New Japan, but it felt like he was dominating so much. I was starting to suspect the title change coming here. I mean, did you watch it uh, spoiled or unspoiled? Or... I watched it unspoiled. So were you seeing it coming? I thought it was going to happen. And that was partly because of the promo packages that had also been putting in place mm. and the and the story. And it felt like a big enough show that they were gonna they were gonna change the title. So for th all those kind of those reasons i thought this was going to happen when i was watching the match because zach had been um so um dominant you you do start to think okay this is it does make complete sense for mm. for riddle to to get the title here and 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 take it on board and if you think of mania as that new that starting point slash ending 
for a lot of stories and that's not just for wwe but across the board because it's such a big weekend it felt like it was the natural thing to do and riddle has the credibility yeah i mean it's it's unbelievable where riddle's riddle's come from it was only a couple of years ago yeah we were all set you'd see him on these odd evolve cards and you think yeah there's definitely potential there but he's he's realized it and come out the other end i mean is there anybody who can doubt matt riddle at this point he's king of the indies he is. I mean, he's had a, a relatively quiet last few months. There's been a couple of standout matches there, but he's mm. not been... Uh, I, I feel like he's been in a lot of tag matches and a lot of very good but not great matches. Uh, it'd be good to see if, yeah, if he gets this run with the, the Evolve title, he can be the, the standout on the card and get the you know be in the main events and, and have the, the big matches. You could do a rematch with Zack Sabre Jr. and you could, you could even bring people from outside to challenge him as well, couldn't you? You could do. Um... I think with him, he needs to be like the top guy in a substantial promotion. Mm. And I'd, you'd love to think, you'd love to think Evolve kicking on would be it. But for me, that's, that's I not mean, it. I, I kind of want to. They? They, they don't seem to, even on these weekends, you know, mm. I, I said the fight stream is great, but I believe the WBN screen shit the bed a couple of times during this show when we got the old Gabe thing of uh, saying, oh, well, you can have the VOD for free now. Uh, they don't invest. I mean, even just buying, you know, no. paying a bit more for the extra bandwidth for a big weekend like this, it doesn't feel like it's the type of thing they do. They don't take big risks, do they? They seem to be, no. they trundle along as the business that they are. And as great as it is to have Matt Riddle as your, as your champion, they're probably still going to be in the same position next year. So, yeah, yeah. Maybe, you know, him being the centerpiece of, of Evolve, uh, I can't see it being the peak of uh, Matt Riddle's indicator career. No, no, exactly. And there, there was a point actually on the replay where one of the, there was a really bizarre thing that happened. You think by the replay they would have ironed it out, mm. but um, they missed um, a lot of the Osprey AR. Fo- like, there was a point where it just sort of cut to the post match mm. before the ending had happened and then went back. So it was like, all right, so I know who wins this one. <laughs> um, oh, no. And then it missed out, um, like, the open for the Evolve tag title, the, which was confusing enough because it was um, uh, like a four-way scramble match. Oh, Christ. And it was like, I haven't got a fucking clue what's, what's happened here. It's <laughs> just all of a sudden there's eight blokes. I in was the watching ring. the tag live and I was making no sense of it. It was kind of... The, the, the idea was that you had to beat the, the champions to win or something. yeah garbage like that it was just these these are the matches on these evolve weekends where i watch it and i just go okay i recognize that guy because it's it's the other james drake um yes with anthony henry and i, I know catch points uh both yep. of the teams that are in here but yeah it was convulsed rules wasn't it it was kind of the you had to pin the champions which yep. i suppose is one way of doing it but then apparently it's the a dragon gate thing but then the end won the match anyway, and they didn't pin the champions. It was just like, why? Why would you? Why would you pin the team that that, that yeah. are going? Okay, great, you win the match, but you don't win the belts. Why would you even go for a, a two count? Never mind, win the match. That was strange. Um, you no. mentioned just then. I mean, we're not going to go through every match on the card, especially not that tag. Um, but you did mention then um, Osprey, um, Osprey in there. We uh, Fox, AR Fox, and that was just that. I think that was the. They were saying uh, the match before that DJZ um, and Theory was Austin Theory was sup- live on Facebook. I think Fox and Osprey was the the proper eye pay per view opener. 
Um, yeah. It's certainly the match I would have put on first because although they, they maybe didn't go, you know, fully 100% with Osprey uh, having his uh, either shoot or work neck neck issues, um, they delivered yeah. a hell of a match and it, it would have been, it's a great standard uh, for Osprey to, to maybe, maybe good or, or bad standard for Osprey to set himself for the weekend. Yeah, I, I worry about Osprey. I really do. Um, it was great. Uh, the last time I saw AR Fox, I think was in Lucha Underground against Shane Strickland and that absolutely. Dante Fox. Dante Fox. That was, but it was, ap- yeah. Um, last time I saw him, he was in a video that I really don't want to talk about, but, uh, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, you've got to earn a living. It's all, it's all good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've, I've liked, um, AR Fox before. Um, and this was great. He's got himself a nice little stable. I think it's called the skull. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, uh, there were lots of times when Osprey just wasn't toning it down. He was doing a lot of the same stuff that he awesome. does. Obviously no Sounds Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's great. He's brilliant. Like there would be nice for a point for him to have a bit of a rest and this get the, some uh... stuff sorted out. The dad in you talking here, JP. It like is he's your uh, your third son. He is, and I'm and I'm terrified for him. Like, <laughs> honestly, stand like stand there by the sides just for a, just for a couple of weeks. But he's great, and that's not the way he's he operates, is it? He doesn't no. go anything less than a hundred percent. But yeah, it was it was tremendous with yeah. his selling, which has always been one of the points that sometimes gets really overlooked with with Will Ospreay coming to the fore here um again like you say with that work shoot injury um injury that's that's happening um he, he works it into his match as well because yeah I, I was a little bit worried we'd go a bit I mean maybe I'm the opposite maybe I'm just callous and I don't care but, <laughs> but we get, I'll, I'll, these are two wrestlers who I want to see go 100% so you talk about AR Fox and Lucha Underground that ridiculous yeah. uh, death match yeah, with Shane Strickland he's got oh. he's got one gear AR Fox and uh, I was, I'm was i happy to see it but yeah they had a really nice opening exchange where they both teased cutters um, and Osprey was looking like the Osprey of old, and then he just does that little bit of selling on his neck when he does his pose, and that's like the that's the way he does it. He kind of works it into his matches in that way. When he when he turns uh, the speed up, it, it it works, and he can hit all his offense, and it's just those those little moments after mm. it where he's he's holding his neck. Um, and AR Fox for his, his part as well, he targeted the neck a little bit with a. He did that run up the ring post uh, moonsault, didn't he? Where he landed yep. right on Osprey's neck. Uh, that looked really cool. Um, they both look great, to be honest. Uh, yeah. What, what did you make of AR Foxes? You mentioned the entourage then. They did a, a bit of distraction with them getting involved in the match. Um, I did see some, some people not liking it, preferring, you know, we just go with a straight match with these two. But I thought it kind of worked. They just kind of gave Osprey uh, an extra few bases for him to, to dive on. I was going to say, they, they served their purpose for the part where they were going to have to kill a bit of time and not for Osprey, for Osprey to have a base to flip onto um, and just to work a couple of sort of simple spots on the outside with. So I thought they were fine. They didn't overstay their welcome. I exp- There's going to have to be a little bit of BS in some of Will's matches this weekend. Hmm. Um, I think they're going to, they're going to have to be that way just because he's going to be working through real pain. Hmm. So it, it would yeah so i think it's it makes sense for that to be in place definitely 
Yeah, so yeah, it's a strong match, and yeah, I guess we'll uh, we'll see as uh, Osprey's weekend goes on. Um, speaking of people who uh, <laughs> yeah. only got one gear and don't take care of themselves, we've oh. got to talk about Darby Allen. Jesus I mean, that, again, fucking Christ! Don't watch a lot of Evolve, but every single time, every basically this weekend every year, Darby Allen becomes my favorite wrestler again. Yeah, he's just like this nutty Billy Idol looking Mikey Whitrack with just no regard for his own safety you know even his own offense when he's hitting topic on helos to, to keith lee on the outside it's he goes full force or his stupid coffin drop thing that he does um, oh everything about him it's offense the way he bumps um there was a point where keith lee was throwing him around by the belt uh yeah which was just incredible um uh, just i love the man so much he will he will even if there were 50 people in this crowd he would die to get over with those 50 people Yep, exactly. Yeah, it, it honestly he terrifies me more than Osprey, and it says a lot. Um, there was one point I think he was he doing um the coffin drop going oh, the springboard. Yeah, that was. Uh, he got pounced to the back by uh, by Keith Lee. Exactly, and it's Keith Lee doing a pounce, <laughs> and you're thinking, oh my god. Um, yeah. It, it worked for actually the story for what it was and what it set up afterwards, which I think was it is it jarek 120 that's the idea yeah um or another member to whatever that faction was in um tna with eddie kingston mm. and james storm <laughs> with the mask on but yeah anyway i mean he was absolutely murdered in this i i'd, I'd be worried about him working tonight <laughs> let alone he will, but he like, will and he'll be back and he'll be fine uh, yeah, really act like he's fine. It's just even he's doing his... that thunder bastard match for progress. That's... Oh god, yeah, he's yeah. a standout in that for me. It's just even his weird offense, the way he kind of it's like a weird backwards springboard into a, a roll up, and that yep. didn't really come off. It doesn't. Not all of it comes off, but when it does, it just it, it's awesome. Um, the way he bounced off that spirit bomb as well and bounced off the canvas, just this was an extended squash, wasn't it? Um, but it's the best side of Keith Lee hitting the big offense and. You know, we might have concern for the for the man, but uh, the best, the, the what Darby Allen's best at, which is bumping around and just being just this this lovable dope. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, he's kind of them, isn't he? I saw someone say on Twitter they were sad to you kind of you watch him and you're sad to see him lose, even if you already know he's going to lose going into the match. That's how <laughs> sympathetic he is as an underdog. I mean, he's got he's got what uh, Walter coming up uh, on the Evolve show tonight. Um, oh God, yeah, good God, I'm yeah. scared for him. I'm absolutely terrified for him. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to look like Mark Davis was, I don't know, working with Jerry Lawler or someone <laughs> like that for the level of chops he's going to be getting to his to his chest. I don't even want to know what he looks like after that. <laughs> Anything else stand out for you from the Evolve show? Any other notes? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, like I say, for the most part, the there was that couple of weird glitches with the stream, but mm. um, at that point, fight tv uh, yeah they've been doing us they've been doing us good so far mm. definitely yeah I, again uh not to be a walking advertisement for fight <laughs> overall they seem all right but it, i'm not going to forgive them for not getting that beyond show up yet they've wasted my credits um, <laughs> I, can't, I can't afford those credits jp it's not right i need i need to pay for wrestlemania 47 so you know yeah it's, uh, not cool <laughs> but yeah they, they were kind of the uh the shows coming through wwn uh and through fight uh, like we said, uh, Beyond has not come out on VOD, so we can't cover that on this show. And such as the pace of this weekend, um, part of me is like, well, I've got it now. Maybe I should watch it later. But 
there's going to be so many more shows tonight and then tomorrow and then there's oh. here on Sunday. If you don't get your shows out quick, uh, you're probably going to miss out, aren't you? Who knows yep. when this Progress show is going to come out? Exactly. Um, at the minute, as we speak, when, while we're recording, waiting for the pre-show match um, to come up from uh, Progress on their phone. hasn't come up yet. Maybe I've got streaming. it. Yeah, they're live streaming their pre-show match. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes. You're going to give us some live updates then, Jay? I will do if, if anything comes up. Or <laughs> I might just be being an idiot and not seeing anything. <laughs> well, to to wrap up then the uh, the Friday talk and yeah, we'll uh, jump in with anything uh, happening from Progress. Uh, we watched the WrestleCon Super Show. Um, really enjoyable. Uh, a hotter crowd it felt, or at least they yeah. were. They were mic'd better, although the mu- I couldn't hear any of the entrance music. It's it's like it's live to take wrestling. Uh, there's unfortunately always going to be issues. Uh, they did well just to get the show out. It was good for subscribers to their on-demand service, like me and you, JP. Uh, I, I got it purely just to watch Best Friends uh, and watch their stuff. Uh, there was a point where I was cleaning the house the other week, and I, I had five-minute previews of all the high spot stuff going on a, on a loop on YouTube, and it kept jumping in with Best Friends. Uh, clips and I just thought I've got to I've got to buy the high spot streaming network, uh, and it was worth it because I got to see a lot of that and also uh, yeah this super show going up quick and and free for people who are subscribing to it. Uh, what did you make of it as a as a show overall? Uh, I loved it, absolutely loved it. It was mm. it was like a wild variety show. It felt kind of like what I imagine Joey Janellas is going to be like, but just <laughs> slightly less wacky. Even though it, this is wacky as hell. Um, in particular, that yeah, just some bizarre combinations. Mm. Thinking, I I didn't see this team coming together. I was I saw uh, our good friend Martin Bushby on Twitter saying that he got to he he flew out and uh, they went straight to WrestleCon. Yeah, uh, and then they arrived at the building. You had Joey Ryan doing an Andy Kaufman impression, um, cutting a promo on Martina Sessionmoth, and out comes Jerry Lawler. Uh, that kind of sums this show up, doesn't it? Um, yeah <laughs> was, oh, that, was that a progress that was progress sorry about that i'll have to keep the sound off so yeah we'll, they we'll have briley after us don't be uh don't be live streaming anything there don't be a dick jp oh that that's true well i can't help but be nothing but a dick here so um, what yeah what it is is uh it's humble brags time so i'm sure we've got a bit of time fair enough um so yeah jerry lawler uh came out uh, and uh accepted the it was kind of J- joey ryan it was a bit weird because i believe yeah he was supposed to wrestle martin of the session mark he came out in his in his andy kaufman garb it made sense for lawler to come out although i did laugh at the commentary saying here comes jerry lawler defender of women <laughs> yes uh, yikes <laughs> uh, there's a lot to break down there isn't there there is <laughs> oh god and it we were treated to a it was a non-match it was just a, it was a moment it was a pop as well, we can't do the power driver can he in louisiana that's exactly what, uh, joey ryan was saying to him promo that was a good line i don't know if that's true though because i believe the WWE guys are cleared i don't know if lola counts on it he certainly got the experience so yeah um, where's he... the line yeah exactly and so he shot him in the dick with a <laughs> with a fireball with from, a, it, you should... from, from his from his crown I don't think it, whether it makes it better or worse that you clarified with a fireball. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was yes. kind of... That was it, wasn't it, though? No bumps. No bumps. Shoot Chris, the fireball. Chris Roberts. <laughs> Chris Roberts calling the DQ for Jerry Law, throwing a fireball at Joey Ryan's but dick and getting DQ'd. Awesome. Not, the, not nearly as weird as, well, what happened later on, the other match he was involved in. So if you're doing Roberts Watch this weekend, just see how many weird situations he finds himself in. This was the first of them. 
<laughs> we'll get to that second one. Um, yeah. What were what were other highlights for you apart from uh, Joey Ryan getting shot in the dick? Oh God, um, I absolutely loved the lucha match um, oh, between uh, is it Ray Horace and Ray Phoenix and Bandido and Flamita. Flamita. There was some absolutely batshit stuff going on there, particularly from Ray Phoenix. Which was all the lucha, wasn't it? All the it ridiculous was. flips. Uh, Ray Horace point... trying to kill himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a point where uh, it was the referee for this one. It wasn't Roberts, was it? It was no. Bruce Ramsberg. But I think he was doing a 20 count and he just gave up because yeah. they weren't listening to him. They were just doing more and more dives uh, to the point where people were throwing money in the ring, uh, which is always nice to see in, in a losing yep. match. Just nuts. Uh, any any particular highlights? What was your favourite flip from the match or, or favourite head drop? Oh, God, there was one that Phoenix did. When he was he he grabbed the wrist to jump up onto the top rope, mm. he jumped onto the from the second um, ring ring little can't think of the name of it now second from rope. the se- second rope up <laughs> onto the top rope to then yeah. jump onto the onto the top rope in the middle no. to which then I think Flamita kicked it and he fell but he managed to get both feet on the second rope to then jump <laughs> back up onto the top rope to then flip him over. Just. And I was like, ah, and I thought it was all wrestled out by that point. And I was like, Jesus Christ, what have I just seen? It gave me a second win for this podcast. I've got to be honest. I watched it. It just really did. It yeah, <laughs> absolutely did. I, I, so I thought that was, that was great. Um, really enjoyed, enjoyed that. Um, enjoyed. I, I, I mean, I have to say the main event, I, I really wasn't into because it was, this was uh, Chuck Taylor and a mystery partner, which is, is not always yeah. the best idea against Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega. If you're going to do the mystery partner deal, it, it needs to be oh, something good. He, you're breaking up, Benno. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was just saying that he, if you're going to do the mystery partner thing, it needs to be something good. Um, we obviously had the injury to Trent. Then we had uh, Orange Cassidy. I think he asked for Orange Cassidy who wasn't there. He said he was asleep backstage. Then he asked for Dan Barry, and Dan Barry uh, attempted to, to come out and got squashed by uh, Kota and Kenny. I think we had the Swamp Monster in there as well. Uh, and then we got Flip Gordon, who got a terrible response of the crowd. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, um, and then we had Flip Gordon as the mystery tag partner, um, <laughs> which was, and then there was a big chance of uh, Earth is Round. <laughs> going up which which is is quite funny he kind of got into it um he leaned into I, the heel thing didn't he He was kind of he did he, he did that promo and he was his whole uh gimmick at the moment is he wants to get into the all-in show so he's bringing that up a little bit as well um, yeah i don't know just because he thinks the air i mean he's stupid for thinking the earth is flat if he does genuinely think that it's not just a gimmick at this point but i felt a bit bad for him because i do like him i think he's fun and a yeah match like this is is isn't the worst use of him it's just not ideal when he's a mystery man um coming out exactly it's not he's not a big enough name and it's not wacky enough for it to kind of get that that instant reaction um but it was fine i mean there was just some some odd bits where um trent beretta came out and uh, greg uh and gave and he <laughs> came out with a cigarette um uh, smoking between spots in the in the sunglasses yep exactly and then passing the cigarette over to, yeah over to chuck taylor um and that was and that was all quite fun and it appeared to be i mean obviously the golden lovers won it would have been wild to have them lose, um, but yeah, uh, and they won with the with the golden trigger. Um, 
but after the match, it appeared to be that Flip Gordon was going to be able to be all in. So there we go. Pay off to that uh, that long story there. Uh, exactly. I guess, but I love all the being elite stuff. I think it's great. Uh, how they've uh, they've got all that stuff. Um, for, for me, that almost like I, yeah, sorry. And another another couple of matches um, <laughs> for this one. Got to mention the one before where they had. Um, the team of Juice Robinson, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Sammy Callahan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sammy that's just Callahan. funny on its own, isn't it? You, you read that list out. Yeah, you're just thinking, okay, I get Juice and Tanahashi. That makes sense. They've been, mm. they've tied together, in, I think, in World Tag League uh, once before. Um, but Sammy, Sammy Callahan, Callahan yeah, up against David Starr, Brian Cage, and then <laughs> Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> um but i think this time came out to his proper music yeah i think they got it right at wrestlecon they did get it right at wrestlecon so you had a match with people from tna and new japan and david Starr as a kind of real proper indie star you had minoru suzuki and tanahashi almost carry on some of their storyline from new japan <laughs> in there um, a particularly discuss another discussion spot was Sammy Hallahan spit on uh, Minoru Suzuki, which was absolutely disgusting. Um, but it was great fun. It was yeah. Um, the fact they had uh, apparently like Tanahashi wasn't announced. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, yeah, he came Suzuki- out as a bit of surprise, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Um, yeah, just absolutely like it felt like what a card like this should be made for. Like you're not gonna, you can't have amazing matches all of the time. Something like this felt like really great and wild. And watching Tanahashi and Suzuki slap each other while David David Starr is stood in the corner with Brian Cage behind him, they're just watching it, thinking, "Do we get involved or do we just <laughs> let this go?" Yeah, that's kind of what the show was, wasn't it? We had uh, a lot of comedy stuff, but it did have its, it had its serious moments as well. I mean, one highlight for me, uh, Toru Ishii and, uh, and Jeff Cobb. Um, oh yeah. A dream match for me. I love these two. Um, this was, it was your token, uh, Ishii match. He's another one who, who's only got one gear. Uh, it was just lots and lots of hard strikes and power moves from Cobb with his big suplexes and Ishii bumping and selling for them like mm-hmm. only he can. Uh, I thought it was a really good uh, back and forth match, and Cobb showed some personality as well, kind of taunting Ishii at points, leading to a mm. big comeback and hard strikes. As far as a match of the night goes, I did enjoy the lucha tag, so it runs close, but yeah. this was probably uh, just over the top for me. Yeah, yeah, I can say, I, I can say, I think I I love the lucha tag, but yeah, this was absolutely great. And just Ishii when he is given the spotlight to have great yeah. matches has great matches he's kind of he gets put on a pedestal doesn't he when he's in europe or, or the u.s yep. in in new japan he's got a certain level but we all we treat him like the the big star he deserves to be don't we absolutely i, I really want to see him and zach for the rev pro title mm-hmm. that's something i would love to see because i believe lo- that's happening at uh the rev pro show this weekend is it yeah oh yeah, god yeah. rematch from g1 oh brilliant all oh, right, well, I look forward to that whenever it comes out. And knowing Rev Pro, they're pretty good about having it come out. They'll be quick. ASAP. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he works. I mean, Ishii, he's, the thing, the reason I like him is he works with anybody. Like that G1 match with Zack Sabre last year, um, he fits into Zack Sabre's style. He fits into anyone's style. There's <laughs> that progress. Oh, sorry, again. that was progress going again. <laughs> but the it's gone down. Don't worry. 
Sorry. <laughs> What's happening there, JP, in progress? Uh, at the moment, um, it's Moustache Mountain coming out. Uh, <laughs> that's all I've seen. I haven't seen any any pre-show match, so I don't know if that's just some lie or I'm just being thick on social media. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, again, unlike Rev Pro, we might have to wait a good week for uh, for progress to come out. But yeah, I we'll, think uh, so. <laughs> we'll keep you updated. But yeah, don't uh, fucking ask them either, because they'll, <laughs> they'll kill you. <laughs> You'll get a passive-aggressive uh, Q&A uh, from progress on Twitter. Don't be doing that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Ishii and Cobb definitely one of my favourite matches uh, so far this weekend. Just awesome exchanges, nutty headbutts, exactly what you wanted from these two. And I like the fact yeah. that Ishii went over clean with the brainbuster. You've uh, you got to have some seniority there in Cobb if he is coming back and doing more stuff for New Japan. He's much lower on the uh, the totem pole than Ishii, so uh, no surprise there. Um, any other highlights for for you from the show, JP? Oh, I mean. We, there's sort of three other matches that we haven't got. Uh, we're not going to really get so much detail about. I mean, I did, I did really enjoy the Osprey, Sammy Guevara, Shane Strickland, Adam Brooks, uh, the four-way match, which was it was just wild. Mm. Um, and again, Osprey doing stuff that was kind of scary. Adam Brooks getting better. Um, Sammy Guevara and Shane. I mean, everyone looked good and they got their stuff. And there was a one point there was a. Uh, they were going for a big spot in the corner, which was going to involve, um, I think, Osprey flipping Strickland onto the top rope to then do a Spanish fly. And it end, and then there was another sort of almost like a Tower of Doom spot and fell onto Osprey. And it looked absolutely vicious. And I was worried from at that point. Then there was the Mexicals. Um, <laughs> the reunion. The reunion, exactly. Which um, they said they didn't have them coming out on a. I think it was Marty DeRosa and Excalibur were saying that they didn't have them coming out on a lawnmower because they're not hideous racists. I don't. I mean, I laughed when they said that. Yeah. But <laughs> then yeah. you've got Rocky Rivero out there doing his Chico El Luchador sure, gimmick. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's much better. Um, I think. It's done. Are you? It depends on what the spirit of how you take it. And I suppose you haven't got Donald Trump's best uh, old racist mate behind it, so uh, maybe that's the difference. It's, and they just kind of built up the Matt Classic cheat Chicho or Luchador stuff quite nicely, and yeah. saying and saying how Matt Matt Classic had um he 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 was a big friend and helped Stu Hart get into the business. Of course he did. Of course he did. And then <laughs> what happened to Hoovy? He was ringside and he just disappeared. <laughs> it's which Hoobie. is it's Hoovy. i think this weekend we're going to get a lot of stories from people uh but it's going to be Hoovinto, guerrera virgil and marty Ginetti. uh everyone's going to have a story about them through <laughs> pissed up in a water fountain somewhere or or doing all kinds of uh weird things i heard stories that uh joey Gianella was pile driving people in the street some of their knowers i've seen that, that. <laughs> yeah there's no there's footage out there of that <laughs> god what did you make of him in uh pentagon um, I thought it was okay. Uh, I, it, it was perfectly fine for for what it was, but it wasn't like I. It was a nice opener as much mm. as anything. Um, I think I'm more. I, I haven't seen as much of Joey Janela as other people have, so I, I kind of slightly remain uh, slightly unconvinced. I'm kind of wanting to kind of. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think with with Janela, sorry to cut in. I just think with him. I'd be the same. I'd, I don't think there's a wrestler who's in ring. I'm so blasé on 
that yeah. I'm still a huge fan of. I think it's just the, it's the personality pieces. It's the I watched a really good documentary about him on YouTube the other day. The mind that he's got for wrestling, the doing the nutty stuff in CZW and getting thrown off buildings and doing the great promo videos for Spring Break. I think that's yeah, that's what that's why Joey Janela's over, isn't it? It's 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 how creative am I? He's a wrestler. He's a bit of a wrestling genius, I think. He's just he um, is. He'd be like a wrestling savant, wouldn't he? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the opposite of a, of a Jim Cornette when it comes to being a wrestling genius. And in this match, <laughs> he did shout for Cornette when he did a, an apron spot, which I, I quite enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I think uh, in ring, I can take or leave Joey Janela. It's all the the other stuff that, that comes with him. Um, I don't know. I think if anybody, I mean, uh, the joke's been beaten to death now, but I do think if anybody's going to go out there on the last day and have a match where they had 27 pile drivers, uh, 12, 450 splashes and do all the moves, the commission have banned, it's going to be Joey Janela. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We're going to get that at some point. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that's how they'll end up with, um, uh, how they'll finish Joey Janela's, um, spring break too <laughs> just go scorched earth and cut it really there'll be no nobody allowed to do wrestling again ever uh in the state of louisiana <laughs> but it'd be a really cool moment yeah yeah the police waiting outside um uh the stadium on sunday just to usher every wrestling fan out of there for, for ruining it um yeah uh th- there was also and uh, we should also mention as well the intergender match they had <laughs> Should we? Uh, I quite like Trevor Lee. Well, why is the? Com- I mean, I don't. Like they were saying it on commentary though. The commission are getting involved there, but you know, five big fellows having a match with five women, fine. You know, whatever. Yeah. Four fifties, <laughs> no. But this, all right. Yeah. Um. Just yeah. It was. It was perfectly fine for what it was. Again, I think. Do you know what it was? It was. It was nice to have on as kind of just in the background as much yeah. as anything. I didn't like. It was. You know, it it was the right side of intergender matches. It didn't get into kind of horrific, brutal, nasty territory, which makes everyone feel unpleasant. But at the same time, um, all of the women looked pretty good from what I thought. I thought Nicole Savoy tried to kill herself on one of the dives. Um, but yeah, and Trevor Lee's a, a fun character as being sort of Mr. Impact Wrestling. I love that way he said that yeah. he opened, didn't he? That the winner of the, the match is going to get a TNA contract. Mm. Uh, <laughs> his weird black band of, uh, of sleazy men on his team are all uh, rubbing their hands in glee. That's a that's the greatest <laughs> heel move going, isn't it? To pretend you, you love TNA. Um, did you did you see any of the TNA? I mean, we're talking about all the live streaming. They've been uh, yep. streaming on Twitch, haven't they, TNA? There's been a lot of... Uh, basically, it's it's Josh Matthews going around with a, a, a GoPro or something stuck to his backpack. Um, yep. And for hours at a time, they're, they're in a car, they're, they're getting some food at the hotel, they're bumping into WWE wrestlers, which I think is legally dubious. Um, <laughs> TNA trying to... Uh, I mean, wrestlers can use it for heat, but hey, maybe they'll they'll turn themselves babyface if, the, uh, if they carry on getting and footage uh, of all these big events i think they will do i think i have a bit of faith in um in don Callis being able to and, and scott demore being able to do so if the, if some of the funding is there but it would need to be an entirely different beast from what it's been before so it's trying to find what that niche is and it appears to be the thing they go heavy on is is social media i mean i'm looking at their twitch page now and so there's the stream at the autograph signing on the floor at WrestleCon, then the Twitch cast, a rosemary, a rosemary palm reading, dinner with the cult of Lee, then it's the pre-show, then it's the VIP event, then 
it's the actual event itself. <laughs> um, which, which will be at 6am. Yeah, we'll be watching that one, probably, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. After that, it's breakfast with Eddie Edwards. Which, <laughs> he can have it by himself. I, I, I feel a bit weird watching him do that. Oh, good God. Uh, any <laughs> other thoughts then? No, bit of a tangent there, but any other thoughts mm-hmm. on, the, on the WrestleCon show uh, there, JP, before we go? Um, really good. I mean, uh, Joe had spoken about March, Mark Hitchcock himself, who the uh, event is yeah, held in tribute of. And he, w- I, I, in the times that I met him, a really lovely guy. Um, I think he he would have absolutely loved it. And as a as a wacky show, it feels like almost like the first. It felt like the first kind of how should I say major event. It sounds a bit strange saying that, but it was a different arena as well in the Sugar Mill. So I'm interested to see a bit more. That it appeared to be a lot more packed than the Evolve and the uh, Bloodshot Blood Sport shows were. Definitely. Yeah, I think people are kind of forced, aren't they, to make a choice. So yeah, a lot of the people I've spoken to have found themselves at the uh, the WrestleCon venue. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I guess we'll we'll see as uh, as more shows go out. But yeah, definitely a a classy move there for them to uh, to name that after after Mark, who uh, like we said was a a good friend of Joe and uh, you, you knew him as well. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, really lovely uh, move uh, from uh, the WrestleCon organizers there. Yeah. Um, before we go, then uh, JP, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here, and I think we'll. <laughs> Maybe we'll do this every day. I want to get some of your takes of the best and worst. Um, what's your? It can be a match. It can be a moment. It can be anything we've talked about so far. What was your uh, your best of the day for for day one? Oh, best of the day. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go actually with that spot from the uh, lucha match. Mm. I thought it was just wild, and it felt like one of the those very gifable spots that we're gonna see going for quite some time. <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah, uh, I'm tempted to say Minoru Suzuki chasing the referee around the ring. Yeah, and, uh, my best moment of the day. That was awesome. Actually, I would just like to say Minoru Suzuki for working in twice in, in one day and then being in such amazing shape. I mean, he is up there. He's not far behind Zach for me for Wrestler of the Year. Yeah, so far. Yeah, he's definitely this last. Uh, he's almost got more over um, on our part in our part of the world uh, these last mm. couple of years. I think we were all aware of him, um, but he's just an absolute superstar when he uh, comes over to Europe and he and he goes to the United States. Um, as far as uh, matches then go, as far as in ring, I'd probably say my favourite match so far. I'd probably still go with the with the ring camp uh, tag with with Daisuke mm-hmm. and Sawa. Um, I don't know about you. Do you anything else that beats it out? That that Suzuki Riddle match? Would you say uh, that or? I'd be more tempted to say the tag on a personal level, although as a as a moment for the company to move on um, and with a with a new figurehead, um, having having Riddle beat Zach was a felt, did feel like a big moment as well. Awesome. Any worsts of the day? Anything uh, you've Mas- not been? Masada. Masada. <laughs> That's Mas- just mean. He's a Ring of is- Honor and CCW legend. This Paul Masada. Oh. Isn't? <laughs> he used to be the big lad in the scramble matches who could, who could yeah. do moves and could do the odd flip. Uh, but yeah, it is a bit strange. I'm still getting these bookings in 2018. Yeah, it is. I'm trying to think of anything else that I've really disliked. Um, I would have to probably say then the referee from, uh, from Bloodsport. He's shite. <laughs> you know what? I think I'll go with that as well. I think that's a that's a fair comment. Um, again, let's just hope uh, at some point in the, the weekend he gets his uh, just desserts. And I did, and and sorry, I didn't mention it before, but to have um, Minoru Suzuki try and put an arm bar on Chris Roberts—that's <laughs> what happened at the end of the uh, 
of of the of the six person tag on uh, WrestleCon. That was great. <laughs> awesome stuff. Um, yeah, then that pretty much uh, sums us up for uh, for day one. JP, we should say probably say our voice. We've got a, a lot of this yeah. coming on. Um, at time of recording, <laughs> uh, we got tonight, Friday, we got Evolve 103, that's at 10 o'clock UK time. Um, WWE Hall of Fame's running head-to-head with the WWN Super Show, Mercury Rising. Uh, and Impact versus Lucha Underground's happen as well, and then Janela's Spring Break at 6am. Um, any <laughs> of those shows shows particularly you're looking forward to? Are you going to stay up for Janela? Uh, I'm probably not going to stay up for Janela. <laughs> I'm too old these days, but I will be watching it first thing. I don't know whether or not I should just start drinking beer at that point to kind of That's like the only suit. Way to do it. Yeah, the way suit suggested, and I'm gonna be a bad shout. <laughs> Definitely. Are you tempted by the Impact Lucha Underground uh, show? Impact versus Lucha Underground. It's. Uh, oh, of course I am. It's I, free. I, it's on Twitch. It is, but also that that company sunk its hooks to me in a in a much deeper way than I ever expected. It, there's almost like there was almost an element of self-loathing for keeping up with TNA at points that Joe would often mock me for. So I will keep an eye on it. But I, I imagine as well there could be some really fun stuff on on there at the same time. So you're like a recovering addict, there, JP. It's I like, am. You don't want to go yeah. back uh, on the impact juice. Uh, TNA. Yeah. They've got Scott Steiner teaming with Teddy Hart. I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> Fuck it. Why not? Why not? Uh, against the Chris Brothers, I think it is. You, you aren't even called the Chris Brothers in uh, Leecher Underground, but yeah, yeah. cool stuff. <laughs> well, and anyway, everyone uh, head over to uh, theindiecorner.com. Uh, Keep an eye out for, for these podcasts coming out over the next few days. Shout out to pwponderings.com as well. We've been getting the results up for all these shows uh, throughout the weekend. Uh, give them a little look out and give our, our good friends, uh, Suit Williams, a look on Twitter too. Those guys have uh, been doing a great job uh, over uh, WrestleMania weekend. It's been it's been awesome. It's great seeing you know, voice of wrestling are putting out uh, lots of great content on patreon and so are post wrestling um it's the biggest weekend of the year isn't it it's great to see uh, different big websites working together and, and putting out this uh, this quality of work oh wrestling christmas it's the most <laughs> wonderful it's the most wonderful time of the year <laughs> maybe maybe a, maybe a 1b to uh, wxw 16 character 1a i don't know where true where i land them at the moment they're coming close um but maybe it's just because that one's closer but to home i'm i'm sat here in my rick rude t-shirt waiting to to watch uh, at least 12 hours of wrestling over the <laughs> next over the next sort of what tw- yeah, 24 hours so Half okay. of my day is going to be taken up with watching wrestling. Half of your day is going to be the WWE Hall of Fame. If it's anything like previous years, oh, those speeches go long. I might give it a miss. It sounds <laughs> a terrible thing, and I know it's it's sacrilege, but sometimes I'm bored shitless by that. I think that's fair. I think uh, yeah, if anyone wants Hall of Fame coverage, it may be uh, elsewhere you need to look. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we go then, JP, where, where can the good people find you on Twitter? Oh, you can find me at jpjippy 3 es Awesome. You can find me on Twitter at BensonRichieD. Uh, JP alluded to it before, but we did the progress uh, review with Suit Williams of the latest chapter, 65. You can catch that on theindycorner.com or on soundcloud.com slash theindycorner. So check that out and uh, keep an eye out for us tomorrow as we'll be back for day two at some point in the day, JP. It depends when I get out of bed and uh, when, yeah. you, when we get uh, all the shows watched and we get Janella out the way. But we'll be back. Uh, keep an eye out for our Twitters. And we'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Bye.